You're a talented fly. guy. Thank you. Yeah. On the fly, I'm a talented guy. <laughs> I like it. Oh, thank you. And welcome to episode number 56 of A Strange Thing Podcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Austin. And we're your hosts. Imagine that. Yeah, we like are. the last 55 episodes. Yeah. Same guys. Same guys, same, same place. Guys. This place is the Stranger Zone. Stranger Zone. Let's do it together. Stranger Zone. <laughs> that was actually okay. I hope. I don't know about that. It will be in stereo. You'll be on the left and I'll be on the right. Yeah. Just as Speaking of play. the left, uh-huh. we were playing a game yesterday uh-huh. from the last podcast on, the, on left, the left yeah called the real truth i think it's like a supernatural kind of game yeah it's cool it looks the box looks really cool there's no place to escape to this is the last podcast on the left <laughs> yeah it's very hard to play if you have never played i know it. it was a challenge to get all the pieces out to get them on the board and then to learn how you actually are supposed to play to win so it was funny. We're sitting there. Mm-hmm. Each player, when they're the first person of that round, gets mm-hmm. to draw this card that gives them uh, an ability, so to speak. Oh, like a special ability. I yeah, guess. I don't remember what the name of the card is. But when you drew yours, it mm-hmm. was called the Hollow Earth Theory or something. Like yeah, that. yeah. And it allowed you to go from the North Pole on the game board map to mm-hmm. the South. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. And I thought that was really cool because that's what we're talking about. And then in that moment, my brain had this like revelation. Ta-da! Yeah. The map, their little board that they did is just yeah. an unfolded globe in a basic geometric shape. It was like a, a diamond. diamond. Yeah, it was a diamond. But shape. they took the globe, projected it into a diamond, and then flattened the diamond and unfolded the diamond. Yeah. yeah. And then we were like, Oh, so we had to try it. We had to like hold it up and yeah, try we, to make we, the diamond. We like held all the corners okay. together, made a diamond. There's a part missing. Yeah, yeah. Was but, there? Yeah, that one side was like empty. Oh. But I think it's so you can get a good cutaway view of this hollow earth. Yeah, it was kind of a hollow earth kind of layout. Very interesting. That really typically isn't the kind of flat earth 
that the ancients used to envision when they thought of the flat earth. Yeah, I think they thought of a saucer or a turtle. Yeah, well, and they thought that it was surrounded by water. Mm -hmm. So it was like the earth was like an island surrounded by water or an ocean. Should yep. make sense. Mm -hmm. And you know, okay, so let's just let's just dive in, shall we? We said in our last podcast we were going to talk about hollow earth. This episode, I think we're going to call an audible because mm -hmm. we want to go from the stupidest theories to the most ridiculous <laughs> or the most possible. Okay, I don't even know if that is going to work, but anyway, we wanted to talk about flat Earth first because honestly. There's not a lot of content out there on it, and uh, it's really kind of weird. And, you know, trying to get your head, I was going to say around it, but it's you flat, really so you can't really do that. Get your head like above it is a little hard to do because to treat it with any kind of sincerity <laughs> is a little bit rough. It's a little hard, but we're going to try. We're going to try to give it due justice. Plus, we want a little bit nicer weather. Yes, we have we quite out. a few caves around here, and we want to go explore a couple of those caves and we see do. Mm -hmm. is there anything to this hollow earth theory. So we're going to start with what we know, and that's flattery. <laughs> Dad, you look good in a green shirt. Am I very flat chested? Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I like flat chests, I just got to say. <laughs> I like flat things, flat tummies. I like flat oh chests. <laughs> What are you talking about? Oh, I'm not talking about... I'm being asexual here. I'm not talking about any specific gender. You're being asexual you, deviant. You can't talk about gender anymore anyway, so it doesn't sure. matter. But I like flat things. <laughs> I like flat floors, flat walls, flat... I don't like flat lines. I don't even know what you're talking about. Hospital flat lines? On dead people. Yeah. You don't like dead people? I don't like flat lines. <laughs> Yeah, this, this is has been awkward. See, this is pretty dumb. Right. I'm, but it's okay, because so, it's a dumb topic. Do you know the original Flat Earth story, where it came from? The very first Flat Earth story? Yeah, like, who's the guy that said, Earth's flat, Earth's round, well, Earth's I, potato? Well, I think, I think, honestly, I think that since, well, call him caveman, early man, whatever, that was the natural assumption to go out and you look and the ground looks flat. Yeah. Unless you live in a mountain range. But anyway, you look and see a, a horizon and it looks flat. And yeah. if you look at water, it looks flat. So I think that's the natural logical assumption. I, I would say so too. Like mm -hmm. you would just assume we're on a plane. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's what we call, you know, portions of the earth where it's flat. So the Great Plains or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can see a long ways and it looks flat. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You don't see this big arcing thing in your, your no. horizon line, mm -mm. typically. So unless you're in the International Space Station, right? And I got some questions about that too, though that are kind of work towards this flat Earth theory. Well, as we're working towards the flat Earth theory, I do want to say this: I am a sucker for a good conspiracy, mm -hmm. and so the meat of what makes a conspiracy is something that goes against the the common knowledge. That there's something else more sinister or something more clandestine under the under the hood that is pulling strings and you know strategizing to, to cause some kind of effect right it's a negative connotation now if you are a flat earther you're kind of seen as somebody who has no value of science 
that you think everything is a giant conspiracy, that somehow the government and the devil or something evil mm -hmm. is is forcing upon people to... You might have a couple different tinfoil hats. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, so way back, I don't think it was like that. So I, I don't know. It would be kind I of... I think that was this, the basic... The default. The default. And, and we're, I, we're talking prehistory here. Yeah. We're talking back, you know, when we were fairly primitive and we'd walk out of our, our I don't know, cave. <laughs> and we'd look out and we'd go, oh, yeah, earth flat. I earth see, flat. I see line, straight line, and then sky. Yeah. So that's probably why the origin. You, why would you, as a logical person, with no telescope, no satellites, no nothing... Think anything different? Or boats, even. Just think that the world would be round. That's not like your go-to thing, because when you walk, you're not like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. I'm breaking the crest of a hill again. Well, you know, you wonder when they went up and they looked at the like the full moon, mm. would they think, oh, we're on something like that? Or are they thinking, oh, look at a giant light in the sky? Maybe they didn't see it as like a, like a world they were on. Maybe they saw it as like a light bulb. Well, or there something. was a long time. I'm so bad at like ancient Greek uh -huh. historian guy, fellow, fellow, fellow guy, philosopher, mm -hmm. whatever. Testicles. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about a specific thing, well, but I don't remember the names. They are round. Testicles but he, <laughs> he, um, he noted that when he was like in Persia or some other place on earth, the sky would end up being different, different? than oh. when he was in Greece or Rome or wherever he came from. I cannot remember his name. Uh, not Testicles. Was it... Uh, <laughs> okay, the, the Greek guy. Was it... Um, Magellan? <laughs> no. Fruit Loop? It's one of those smart guys like... Uh, Aristotle. Aristotle? Pythagoras. Was it... Oh, Pythagoras. Is it really? Pythagoras. Testicles. No. Yeah. Pythagoras, about 600 BC. So this is like, he's the one that started putting this together and he hypothesized. He had Hypothesi a theory that the earth was round. And there were other people that were thinking, oh, maybe we live on a giant ball. Mm. But he was one of the first to actually write it down. He made note of it. Right. And he is famous for his theorem, right? Nice. And then, and that was about 600 BC or so. And then by 300 years after that, when Aristotle shows up on the scene, Aristotle. Aristotle. It's pretty much accepted. I mean, in the ancient world, they pretty much believed in a round earth by the 4th and 3rd century BC. Hmm. I mean, the Greeks were very smart. They had philosophers. And the Greeks, they, they kind of changed the world and started heading it into the direction that we are today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With writing things. Mm hmm um, making notes, numbers, counting, mm -hmm. all these things. I mean, there was always that to some extent, but now they've come up with a system. Well, until the until the Dark Ages, and then they kind of lost all of that. With the end of the Roman Empire, everything just kind of went to, well, poop, poop. Yep. So, okay, back up. We're jumping ahead. Let's Sorry. go back a little bit. So we've got, we got these Greek guys. They're mm -hmm. really smart. And you got them like saying, oh, the earth is round. And people are pretty much believing that. I mean, mm -hmm. some were holdouts, like the Chinese still believed that the earth was kind of flat or square all the way up through the 17th century. Hmm. And and so, you know, we'll take them out of the equation. People pretty much, for the most part, in the world believed in around. Yeah. And um, people were starting to document things. I think that's yeah. a big part of it. Like, social media makes it now. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can't... Uh, well, you could, but it's harder to get away with, like, a crime. Yeah. Or it's harder to spread something. Or maybe it's easier. But they well, were now documenting, I saw the star over mm -hmm. this hill or mm -hmm. over this 
crest or over this building mm-hmm. and then from the same spot it wasn't there again or from the different spot i still saw that star i shouldn't be able to if it was well and you had people traveling all over the middle east all the way down into africa and stuff so you were getting different portions of the sky so you're giving clues that mm-hmm. wait a minute this isn't the same flat ground that i was on you know before i went on this journey and then if you're on the ocean traveling by sea, yep. then you even have more of a change where over the course of a week out on the ocean, you would see the sky change gradually night by night. <laughs> so I think pretty much conceded by second, third century AD that the world was round. That's why we have established the North Star Polaris. Right. Pirates. Mm-hmm. You've seen Muffet Treasure Island. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Polaris. Everything rotates around Polaris. Yeah, you can kind of... It's pretty much dead north, and mm-hmm. you can look at it, and you'd be like, okay, well, that's up, or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, unless there. you're on the uh, southern side of the hemisphere, then what do you have over there? Is there, like, a south star? Um, I don't know, because we're, we're northern hemisphere people. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what's down south. If you're in Australia or New Zealand or somewhere under the world... Um, under the yeah, world. <laughs> under the in world. the underworld. If you're in the underworld, um, let us know. How do you determine what is south good eye mate good eye and uh go ahead and tell us uh how you navigate in the water you know what i think i think they wrestled a great white shark i think they wrestled a great white shark and just rode it around they taught it how to ride and the the brain of the great white shark was connected to the brain of the aussie and he's like crocky you made can't go south and it would just <laughs> take off south. And they, would, south. they would just know. That's how they knew. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think they just rode kangaroos anyway. on the water because they're so fast. <laughs> and they rode sharks. Hey, be careful. We have listeners from Australia. No offense. Yeah. Yeah. He apologizes. See, us northern hemisphere people. And we're just dumb up here. We don't get enough sunlight. Anyway. Yeah. I wanted to talk a little bit before we get too far away. So second century AD, right? You have this guy named Ptolemy. Ptolemy? Yeah. And he is famous for something. And I will, it's kind of what you said earlier. Flatitude, latitude, and longitude. Okay. He's the first guy that really came up with like a globe system and the longitude and latitude so that you could actually track things on a globe. I like the guy. Yeah. What a thinker. Yeah. So anyway, uh, hats off to Ptolemy. Ptolemy. He sounds like he would make like a sauce at like a fancy restaurant. We're going to have the sauce. smoked salmon with a side of rice and a cup of Ptolemy sauce. I like that. Yeah. Know? Like some kind of like fancy. I'd buy his sauce. He's a smart guy. <laughs> He's sick man. <laughs> so you have... By, say, the second century AD. And there are, you know, little factions that still wanted to hold on to the flat earth. But mm-hmm. pretty much everybody with any kind of education. It was trending. Knew that it, the, the earth was round. Right. I mean, that was the predominant in, let's say, European Western thought. That was the way that people thought of the earth. It's it was, round. It was going viral on petroglyph. Yeah, yeah pretty grand. much. As fast as you could go viral along with the Black Plague and other <laughs> diseases. Nice. Yeah. The it, mice were spreading out around round earth. Yeah, the round and earth the theory. Plague. Yeah, for sure. The rats and the mice. So, so yeah. And then you have this whole Middle Ages where with the fall of the Roman Empire, things kind of went dark. Mm-hmm. You know, they called it the Dark Ages for a reason. People were just trying to survive. It was the Dark Ages because the sun had rotated to the bottom of the flat earth. So you could no longer oh. see because you were in the shadow of the earth. 
kind of a kind of a maybe a a polar shift happened and it made the direction of our leaning went different no because the earth's flat oh we, we already oh, established that oh. so the okay. sun was over here shining down onto the earth and then as the sun my right hand rotated around my left hand and now it's on the bottom we are on the top that's why it was dark oh oh because this yeah because it was dark well you know it's weird a lot of people had different ideas of how the sun and the moon and the stars actually worked above the flat earth Mm -hmm. and a lot of people tried to come up with a cosmology that made sense out of it for me it made no sense but like the i think it was the chinese had a view that there was like an umbrella canopy yeah over the flat earth kind of like those things you'll see uh, it's like a, dome. A, a bunch of different we, uh, circles. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they're all hinged on each other at different angles. And when you spin it, they like... They all go a, different. They make a glow. Gyroscopic thing. Yeah. 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 That's pretty... What was that show with Jodie Foster? Carl mm, Sagan. The Reckoning. No. <laughs> and it was written by... Um, Bruce Willis. No. Don't ask me stuff I don't know then. Carl Sagan. It was written by Carl Sagan. Contact. <laughs> Polish me. I should have said the poet. It's so beautiful. Beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. There was a movie that came out in like the 2000s and the guy, he built like this machine and he would sit in it. And I want to say it was like based off of an old book Mm -hmm. and he goes down and he sits in this machine and pushes these levers and then these, these orbs go rotating around and then he goes to this place through time. Yeah. But I think he like opens a portal. And then, like, these blue monkey things come out? Oh, no. He just travels way into the future. And they're, like, these evolutionary leaps. You know, that's what people evolved into. Mm-hmm. Or at least evolved. people. Maybe. Because they were, like, nuclear contaminated or something like that. Hmm. So what was the name of that show? The Time Machine. It was a movie. Circa 2002. Well... That's the remake. The first one came out in like the 1960s or something. I remember seeing the original. Mm. And it was like, he jumps through time and there's like these hot babes in the future. <laughs> like, what will the future look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should find that old reel. Maybe I'll put a piece of it right here. Such stories as H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds and Jules Verne's 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea have challenged mankind. So today, man is successfully probing deep into the mysteries of the universe. Can he penetrate the greatest mystery of all, time itself? Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? You you see, we can move in the other three. As the doctor said, up, down, forwards, backwards, sideways. But when it comes to time, we are prisoners. Inventor Rod Taylor's breakthrough into the realm of the fourth dimension is defied by his friend Alan Young. If that machine can do what you say it can, destroy it, George, before it destroys you. Every moment is a year, hurtling through the atomic wars of the future on an incredible excursion into the unknown. What are the people like? Ah, the shape of things to come. It's lovely Yvette Mimieux. 
And what happens when boy meets girl thousands of years hence? How do they wear their hair? Who? The women of your time. Up like that. Show me. Okay, so I don't know what that had yeah, to do with had anything, but um, yeah, it's fascinating how people evolve in their thoughts over time. I think that's how we got to this, is we were actually talking about how people originally had a flat earth idea, mm. and then they got you know educated and started noticing things, and then they come up with theories that maybe the earth is round. And that was the idea all the way from fourth century BC all the way to present. Kind of really follows the timeline mm-hmm. of that j- commercial thing you played. <clears throat> kind of. Where you have people. Yep. We go into the future. Uh-huh. Some of us believe the earth is flat. And then we have the Morlocks who have degenerated guys, yeah. into thinking the world is flat again. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what it is. <laughs> Except for your... I don't know if you can actually equate flat earth people with bad guys. They're the frightening Morlocks. <laughs> is this the human race of the future? Or is this the Morlocks, fiendish creatures who live in a weird underground world? And the Eloi, the tranquil sunshine people, who the Morlocks dominate and maintain like cattle, luring them below with the hypnotic wail of the sirens to feed upon them in cannibalistic horror. (laughs) Probably not. Oh, Oh, before we get too far, I wanted to say a couple other things. So... If you look up Wikipedia, they're very quick to say that early Jewish people and early Christians believed in a flat earth. That's not necessarily true because by the 3rd and 4th century BC, the Jewish people were highly educated. Mm -hmm. And they were contemporary with all the other thoughts. Now, if you go earlier than that, like say 1000 BC... There might have been people thinking that the earth was round, but most people and most ideas, most traditions said that the earth was flat. It was more of a hypothesis. Right. But I've discovered something I think is kind of interesting to throw out here. So there's a, a verse in the Bible, in the book of Psalms, and it's, I think, Psalm 102, where David says, King David, he was the king of Israel, he says, as far as the east is from the west... That's how far you've separated my iniquities from me. Okay. So, David, if you don't know, he did a a bunch of naughty things, like most people. He did some naughty things. He's an animal. (laughs) And he, (laughs) he, you know, he repents and says God forgives him and separated his bad sins, his, his badness, as far as the East is from the West, with the implication that it's forever. Now, here's something. If they didn't have a concept of a round earth that wouldn't mean much yeah it would be a defined location yeah because if he would have said as far as the north is from the south it wouldn't go on forever it wouldn't be an infinity because you'd go to the north pole and then as soon as you went over the north pole and started coming down again you'd be heading south yeah those are defined locations yeah right so when he says east to west he had an understanding that you would never make it to the east again if you traveled west. You would always keep moving west. What a clever fella. Yeah. So I'm thinking that they probably had a pretty good idea that the earth was round. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I think I think there's a, a call for that. That or he was just really tired of walking. <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> he reigned, what, thousand 
950 BC, something like that. So there you go. Some time there. Yeah, it could have been. So Mm -hmm. when do we start talking about that hypothetical calculating son of a gun Columbus? That's interesting. I'm glad you said that. Because, yeah, we're moving through history. We've already, we're round earthers now. Everybody's round earthers. Um, But in the 19th century, there was kind of another conspiracy that that happened. A conspiracy theory. And it was actually kind of some propaganda thrown out, probably against the Catholic Church. And that was that some writers said that that Columbus, during the Middle Ages, they didn't believe that the earth was round. They believed it was flat and that Columbus was afraid that he was going to sail off and fall off the end of the earth, which was totally nonsense because Columbus was educated and he definitely believed the world was round. Yeah. He didn't. He wasn't a flat earther. So that whole thing was a made up story by other people. Here's a fun thing to know. What? You know, the, the term IPA, mm-hmm. beer, uh-huh. what's that stand for? Um, I don't know. Indian pale ale. Oh. Do you know why it's called an Indian pale ale? No. Is it racist? And why it's so hoppy? They were trying to figure out a way to preserve beer long enough to get it from Britain to India. Oh. For like their colonizing of that area. Mm. So they started putting more hops in it, I guess, to help. Yeah, well, wasn't that preserve it? That was Columbus's original mission, right? He was trying to find a, a trade, trade route to the Indies. Yeah, yeah. So Turns he probably he needed... had IPAs on his yeah. boat. He was the original hipster. Yeah, I wonder if they put it on the Pinta or the Nina or the Santa Maria. He probably had IPAs on board. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I like that. He had probably had a beanie that was like barely on his head, mm-hmm. like a mustache. Weird. He probably lived in Seattle at the time when he got back, to, when he found the U.S. <laughs> he probably used beard oil and stuff. <laughs> I just got some new beard oil. I'm Looking gonna... fresh, huh? <laughs> it does look pretty. I need some. It looks all... pretty. Thank you. I do? <laughs> no, no. I thought you were telling me I look pretty. I was like, no, mine's sticking no, you, out you everywhere. Said it does look pretty. <laughs> like a weirdo. No, I didn't. Play it back. Austin, I don't have to play it back. If I said it, I'll live with it. <laughs> because I think you are kind of pretty. Oh. Yeah pretty special <laughs> okay all right onward flat earthers mm-hmm. we're, we're we're making our way through history here and i hope what you're starting to understand is that for a long 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 time starting way back when people first started thinking logically about the earth they knew it was round much to the chagrin of modern day flat earthers they knew bummer for them yeah yeah but anyways why would somebody want to believe in a flat earth especially modern what's what's the point of it that's my thing about the whole flat earth theory in general is like what's to gain yeah they're trying to control us oh well if it's round or flat does it matter you know it's kind of like people some people are round some people are flat some ladies are round some ladies are flat some Guys are round and flat, you know? I mean, some people have flat heads, flat foreheads. They have round heads. They have all kinds of diversity. What's the deal? Why do we have to have it round or flat? Why can't we have it both? Gotta drive that division. (laughs) Gotta drive the wedge through society, man. Whether or not the earth is round or flat, I still have kids and a job and a family. Yep. And I still have to go to work. And I still got all these things I got to do. Okay, there is one it's thing. Not like, it's not like Putin and Bo Jiden are over there be like, <laughs> listen here. I told them the whole world's going to be round. Round like a potato and, and put them in the oven, man. And then Putin's like, you tell them it's round and we'll win the world. There's no, no win. There There's is, no reason. There is one. There is one that I hear that I think is is probable from a conspiratorial kind of viewpoint. Okay. And that is that if you can get rid of God, 
by having a universe that is godless because now you explain everything through science and physics and you have a big bang and you have these gravitational forces that Mm. cause matter to coalesce into a ball that narrative doesn't need god right so the flat earth narrative has god at the root of it at the base of it at the flat line of it it's it's that god made this thing and that's why people hold on to it i think because they have almost a religious kind of view of it i mean that's that's the one i think of okay. because the round universe so that, system that doesn't need god that the big government Conspiracy. bad guys are trying to drive us away from this idea that god created the earth yes they just want it to be random right i so that's a that's an argument for it i disagree totally but i think that's where a lot of people land on that that's why it's a conspiracy Mm -hmm. ah yeah thank you pastor mike let's move on to our next contestant no well you know no i'm just saying that's what that's what i think some people that hold on to it in the face of all logic and scientific proof that's maybe why it's like this we have with us an all-powerful god can i get an amen (laughs) and that more powerful god can only survive and thrive with us as long as we make sure that we contain him into a flat earth yeah i don't know quite how that works it doesn't make sense to me it makes god smaller yeah. Exactly. If you have a big universe and unlimited potential and possibilities, that means that God's bigger and more than you can even imagine. And why has God got to tell you everything? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Why why do you think that you're so perfect? You're I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I understand people wanting to hold on to what they believe is an important doctrine, and they're afraid that if they let that go that they're basically disavowing their belief in God. And there's something about conspiracy theories that are fun. I, I think sometimes people just want to have a different view, you know, to believe and get into. And it, it's, Yeah, they're goofy. Yeah, they, they tickle your imagination. And it's fun to come up with theories of how things might work. Yeah. You know, like how does gravity work in a flat earth kind of scenario? Well, and, and how do the know. stars and the moon and the and Orbit the sun around move around the flat earth? It's like those carousels you put above a baby's crib. They go like, they make like weird music. And then there's just these two or three little orbiting rings. Yeah. And then they talk about a lot of flat earther people talk about line of sight. Oh, like, yeah. oh, you should be able to see with all the telescopes and stuff we have at our availability. You should be mm-hmm. able to see the the curvature of the earth or yeah, when yeah. i'm in an airplane i don't see the curvature yeah. of the mm-hmm. or you know and it's like okay yeah it's a big huge ball <laughs> some of their arguments and they make sense from a very very logical mm-hmm. standard point of view of oh i don't see it so i don't believe it well let's but go- to base your faith on i don't see it and i don't believe it also based the way you live off of that it's kind of weird because you don't 
see God. That's the whole thing of faith. Mm-hmm. So if these people are basing their faith in something they don't see, while also not believing the world isn't round because they don't see the curvature what they of the can earth. see. Right. It's kind of like, like, whoa, buddy. Yeah. I mean, now we got satellites and we got all these things. So now everything now has to be a giant conspiracy. Yeah. And that somehow people are actually able to hold that together. And what about like all the pilots that fly? They They're cut across all in on the it, North Pole and the South Pole They're all in on to it. save time. You know, oh, yeah. What happened? We, They're if you sail um, east to west, or west to east across the Pacific or the Atlantic. I mean, how come you can go around and actually find your way to the other continents? You know what NASA stands for, right? What? Never a straight answer. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't know. I like a good conspiracy theory as most people. But for me, personally, this doesn't quite cut it. But, the, but let's talk about it a little bit more. So we have established that the idea of a round earth took you know took hold and from maybe the fourth century bc it was the prevalent idea Mm -hmm. in spite of people trying to make up stuff and say that it wasn't that way it pretty much was except for the chinese they were a little bit slow coming to the table with the uh, round earth theory but anyway um 17th century they jumped on board with the rest of us right and then we're gonna go and talk about the resurgence of the idea Okay. Of the flat earth. So the re-gearing up yeah. of flatitude. And it's pretty much attributed to this guy named Samuel L. Robotham. Jackson. No, Samuel Robotham. I've had it with this mother flat. <laughs> no. Anyway. Yeah. So this is in the 1850s. Um, Samuel, who was a very ardent Christian, mm-hmm. wanted to believe everything very literally in the way that it was... Uh, translated into the King James Version. Okay. And so when he read that, he's like, oh, it has to be flat. And he was kind of a scientific guy, so he went out to prove it. And he actually wrote um, a book about it, or a pamphlet, called Zetetic Astronomy. Zetetic mm-hmm. Astronomy. Yeah. Okay. And he's kind of famous for an experiment that he did. It's called the Bedford Level Experiment. And basically what they did, they found a, a river, it's kind of a canal, six miles long, Mm-hmm. Straight as an arrow, and uh, water level in it would be perfectly flat as it flowed, and they were able to put poles in it and a telescope, and, and they would telescope. they would float a boat down this thing, and as it went further away, the Earth was round. Then Should go over the curve, and the they would no longer be able to see it. Mm-hmm. So that was his experiment. Other people later on got more scientific with it. They measured the distance. They measured the distance off the water, and instead of you know six feet, they did like two feet, and then they measured it at the other end, and they had poles in the middle that were two feet, so that they could line up more than one in a row, mm-hmm. and it proved that the Earth was round. Mm-hmm. I think I've yeah. seen that a video of a guy. He made a laser, mm-hmm. and somehow they were able to. I mean, so a it would be hard to determine mm-hmm. the. Um, I'm going to say flatness, but the consistency of whatever plane, and that's another argument flat earthers make is why do we call a plane if it's round? Yeah. But the plane that you're, the surface of whatever you're going to do, you have to know that it's flat. Well, yeah, you have to know that it's smooth. Yes. There's no elevation changes. And Um, that's why they use water. Yeah. Because water should, with gravity, would flatten. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this video I watched, it was just a guy. Mm -hmm. He had these big, of a white sheet. Mm -hmm. And off of it, so much by so much was a uh, a dot. 
and then they they printed both of them the same mm -hmm. but through the one dot they put a laser and they leveled the laser mm -hmm. you know with a bubble level mm -hmm. and then they shot it at the other one and it was like eight inches above over three mile or whatever yeah the, whatever it was yeah. whatever the ratio of curvature is mm -hmm. so this this bedford level experiment has been repeated in the same location and similar experiments all over the place over and over again right and um i'm sorry unless you believe you can actually make people lie in mass that are scientists when i know some probably would say that's possible but but Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much by every scientific experiment that's been thrown out there that the earth is actually curved um, right. and it's hard to get around that um, but anyway let's go back so that's a samuel robotham he's the one that actually kind of got got this started up again this flat earth idea okay. because he was it was zealous for his religious faith and then um you know 50 years after that a, a gal lady elizabeth blunt lady montague yeah she established the Zetetic Society in 1893. So what's Zetetic? Because that's the second time that word's come up. I think Zetetic just means like inquiring. So like a society that's inquiring for truth or something like that. Okay. So in 1893, Ms. Blount established the Zetetic Society. Mm -hmm. And basically everything was based on Robotham's original ideas and his publication of that pamphlet. Okay. And then there were people that were joining, not a lot. I think there was like, they said like 500 members by the time that it actually became the International Flat Earth Society in 1956. So, I mean, there were people that had still kind of kept this idea alive, but they were very few. Gotcha. In uh, 1956, a guy by the name of Samuel Shinton, he founded the International Flat Earth Society in uh, Dover, England. Dover? Yeah. And there were like offshoots of that, like in different places all over the world, mm -hmm. actually, but not a lot of membership because- You know what street he was on in Dover? <laughs> no, just Was Dover. it Ben? <laughs> ben Dover? <laughs> Funny. Probably. <laughs> he probably got that a lot. Yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so the society was there, people were believing it, and it kind of dissipated shortly after that because the first satellite, the Russian satellite Sputnik, mm -hmm. um, was sent into orbit. And I think that kind of put a lot of, of that to bed. No. It's time for put um, flat earth to bed. It's round. We mm -hmm. see it round. And then like in the 2000s. People started sharing their ideas on conspiracy websites through social this media, social media stuff. and the internet. Yeah. yeah. And that's a really good way to pass ideas, both yeah. good and bad. And so then it took off and now they're, they have conventions. I graduated in 2011. How cool is that? Yeah. That's, um, yeah, yeah. You're, you're edumacated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm young and sturdy. <laughs> We could get into some of the specifics, like the weird guy, Mike, whatever his name was, that tried to blast himself off in a in a rocket so that he could prove that the Earth was round or that it was flat. And then, you know, he was injured. And then he built a bigger, better, stronger rocket and he nice. did it again. And this time he died. I believe his name was Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes. Mike Hughes, the rocket to kill himself. <laughs> well, he did. Well, well. 
Maybe it wasn't the rocket the whole time. Yeah. It was him. <laughs> um, he was kind of a daredevil. And some people think that he probably really didn't believe the earth was flat, but was just using it Playing as a way on to, the to get more followers, yeah. more listeners, or whatever he did. Speaking of which, get attention. take this moment uh-huh. and just pause our podcast. Go to our, you know, whatever uh, podcast platform you're on and like subscribe follow us and if you like us leave a nice little review and back to the show if you google any kind of flat earth thing or go to youtube and look up um, flat earth stuff you'll find tons of things and there are some really serious people about it Mm -hmm. there are some really serious podcasts about flat earth yeah and uh, i listened to a few of them as much as i could stand and then i i had to had to stop because they're laden with conspiracy theories. And I just don't understand how people can be serious about it in the face of all the, the scientific information and data that's there. I'd, Trust issues. Somebody would have to totally control everything. Yeah. And I don't think the government's that good at it. I think it. they're that powerful. We can't even walk up the stairs by an airplane. Mm-hmm. Let alone, we can't control the narrative for the entire world. And then they're going to say, well, it's not the president. The president's just a face. It's yeah. like this cabal of yeah. hyper-powerful yeah. people. But let's face it. They could still mm-hmm. wake up and have a stroke. Unless you're into like their reptilians and they're <laughs> thriving off children's <laughs> tears yeah. and they are indestructible mm-hmm. or something. But see, now you're getting into like some weird stuff. Yeah. And that's where these inevitably go. Yeah. Um, but they almost always end up into some kind of weird, strange land. I, you know, we should do a, an episode on criteria for conspiracy versus conspiracy theories. That'd be fun because conspiracy theories are basically bad. It's demonized now. A conspiracy theory. If you're a conspiracy theorist, yeah, you're seen as a whack job. They use it as like a tool it's to marginalize people. Yeah, basically say, oh, what he says doesn't count. Yeah, because he's so, a conspiracy. There's a reason why I think there might be an uptick in things like Flat Earth or the reptilians mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is maybe the this is something I could see the government doing. Psyops type of people are mm-hmm. playing a game against us, saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're a conspiracy theorist, you believe in flat earth and mm-hmm. lizard presidents and all these things. Mm-hmm. And then when somebody says, oh, no, that guy didn't just die. You killed him. They're like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And you completely discredit yeah, they're Alex gone. Jones or whoever. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know who Alex Jones is. He's the grumpy guy who talks like this. Is that well, Alex Jones? And you look at how often that's done in politics right now. Right. Over and over and over again. I mean, okay, I don't know how you feel about Donald Trump. I'll tell you exactly how you feel (laughs) about me, okay? I'm huge. My hands are small, but my heart is huge. I'm fantastic. Everybody loves me. I got my best people out there on the field today. And 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 that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, what I was going to say, that was actually really good. Um, I was going to say that, you know, if you look at some of the conspiracies that swirl around Donald Trump, mm-hmm. we heard all this stuff that he was in collusion with Russia, right? I Nope. I never said that. <laughs> that was taken out of context. <laughs> and then you have like the Steele dossier 
which was like this dossier that they promoted that he'd had like this weird sexual encounter with like some Russian prostitute and they did bad things. With, Let me stop you right there. With PP. I've had a lot of sexual encounters <laughs> with a lot of Russian supermodels. <laughs> Jeez. But none of it involved pee-pee, yeah. okay? <laughs> but anyway, those were actual conspiracies. Mm-hmm. People were actually trying pee-pees. to... <laughs> people were trying to... <laughs> trying to, you know, impact the election and make him a bad guy. And yeah. it was fabricated. We know that now. No matter how you feel about him, we know that that was totally a conspiracy. And it's not a theory. It's an actual conspiracy. Yeah. But if you can say, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, then you are, like you said, you are immediately discounted. And it's a way, it's a tool that people can use to shut you up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be open to legitimate conspiracies. Yeah. People conspire things. Conspiracy to commit murder is a crime. Right. Yeah. And people People conspire. It's Mm -hmm. where people get together and they plan to do something. Yeah. You can't. But if you're coming up with a theory, you're saying, oh, my, here's my idea. Mm -hmm. And you promote that as fact. Now Mm -hmm. you're a conspiracy theorist, which isn't always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Because there's things that have come out. Like this whole, um, the whole thing where this coronavirus came from China. Jeez. Oh, That's come yeah. out to be pretty much true. Yeah, yeah. So there were conspiracy theorists. And they, they used that as a, as a what would you call it, militarized word to shut them down, to shut down their voices. But now they're being proven true. Yeah, propaganda, basically. Yeah, it's propaganda. Science. But they use that word, conspiracy theory, to shut down the people that were warning that this is actually... Where something it came from and yeah. what's happening mm-hmm. yeah but then nowadays you find out that some of this stuff might be a little bit more true and now it's yep. not a conspiracy theory it was a conspiracy the entire time mm-hmm. i listened to a guy uh evor cummings have you ever listened to him uh, the fat emperor and he actually oh yeah and he talks a lot about coronavirus he talks a lot about blood cholesterol and fat diets and keto and all that stuff mm-hmm. he's a an engineer and he developed a set of criteria that you can use to find out if it's a conspiracy or a conspiracy theory. Hmm. And we should just steal his stuff. We'll steal over it. Yeah. Maybe throw in a little bit of knowledge. Yeah. And we'll, let's do that. But okay. Back to this program. Okay. Mm -hmm. Getting to the conspiracy that would be required to have a worldwide delusion about the shape and position of the earth wacky is very very weird yeah yeah now i tried really hard to like get into it and like try to trick myself into believing it a little bit i couldn't get there i yeah i, I can almost believe the hollow earth thing yeah i could probably go there or quicker. some kind of yeah. subterranean civilization or some big cave Way system before yeah. oh yeah i could believe that the earth is a pancake that is generating gravity which mm-hmm. as far as we know 
So here's another conspiracy thing. But as far as we know, gravity is um, created by mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like if you have two marbles on a perfectly flat surface, they'll work they their way work towards the, each other. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's how we understand gravity. And there's somebody out there who can probably say a lot more than I can. But, yeah. well, who could definitely say a lot more than I can. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not in the Donald Trump not voice. In the Donald Trump voice. <laughs> if you have two marbles... Which Joe Biden doesn't have. He lost all his marbles. <laughs> He's I lost his happy space. I haven't played marbles since I was three seven. Uh, Jeez. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, back to it. Um. <laughs> what was I even saying? I, you were talking so, about marbles. As far as we understand gravity, that's kind of how it works. Mass uh, attracts mass, basically, yeah. because of the the positive and negative. Mm-hmm. portions of their nucleus <laughs> whatever they <laughs> whatever the science the, words are yeah. they want to go together There's and that's what creates yep. so mm-hmm. here's some things that i would actually argue for flat earth mm-hmm. okay just based on some silly things that mr kaka and i have come up with we have the space station right yeah and the space station orbits the earth right yeah how come the space station hasn't collided with the moon because it's not as high Okay, but why isn't it growing closer to the moon? Because if the moon is having enough gravitational effect on our bodies of water, like the ocean, to cause high and low tides, shouldn't it be pulling on the space station, which is significantly closer to the moon than our water is? You'd think. Because they talk about how the the space station is like in this dead zone, where right. it's like not so far out of our orbit that it will fly away. And it's not so far in our orbit that it will get sucked down to Earth. It's like right mm-hmm. in the sweet spot. Well, and I, I think they factor in, you know, when they put it in, in orbit, they are calculating the gravitational pull of, of all the bodies that are there mm-hmm. and they just put it in the in the right spot. So maybe it does pull a little off, but then it falls a little bit on the other side. Yeah. Kind of makes an oval mm-hmm. around the earth. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a marble when you throw it inside of a funnel and you would just watch it go around and around and around mm-hmm. and around. Eventually it'll fall out the bottom because it, it has, it, there are forces that are rubbing against it. Friction. Yeah. Right. In space, there's no friction. That sounds like a porno. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? No friction in space. Oh. How would Donald say that? There's no friction in space. <laughs> okay. I've got my idea of flat earth mm-hmm. in a way that I actually maybe could believe it. Okay. okay. And this has to go with the whole idea of being a holographic projection a digital creation that we are actually not here physically it's a it's a we're in a video game yeah basically we're a representation in a hologram the data itself could be on a flat plane Mm -hmm. so now see i could get that because the whole creation the whole universe the cosmos and all of its complexity would be part of the simulation or the holographic image so that gets into the quantum right I could buy that as a flat earth kind of deal. But as far as like the actual physical universes we're able to see, touch, and feel, there's no way. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe our, well, it's just like in a, a game, a mm-hmm. video game, it's just ones and zeros. Binary. But to you, it is this globe. Yep. It is this created world. I am still trapped in the confines of the forces and the laws of this existence that I exist in. Mm -hmm. I can think outside the box that something's there, but I don't know how to engage or interact or or measure it. Here's another thing that I think of when we're talking about flat earth, round Mm -hmm. earth. 
you don't go up, you go down. You go to microscopic levels. Oh, and yeah. you basically have just tiny little universes. Mm-hmm. Seems like these little atoms, atoms spinning with these around each other, electrons yeah. just whizzing around, and then mm-hmm. you break it down more, and it kind of just seems to go down and down and down. And those things aren't flat little plates. No, everything's built out of these tiny little balls. And you think of where life comes from: cells, balls, <laughs> and eggs are relatively round. So, and there are there's cells your in answer. Those. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Boy, this is getting deep. Yep. Was it, wasn't it, uh, what was the Men in Black where they show this entire universe is around a cat's neck on a little ball? And yeah. So, there's you know, like and the, that's a universe. Color. You know, there's actually, uh, I li- used to listen to a guy, his name was uh, Chuck Missler. Mm-hmm. And he would talk about that you can take something and uh, cut it in half. And then you take that and cut it in half. And you can cut that in half. And you can keep going and going and going. And you would think that you could keep doing that forever. Like an infinity. Mm -hmm. But mathematically, you can't. It gets to a certain point. If you cut it one more time, it loses all locality. I mean, it basically ceased to exist, but exists everywhere at once. It's a weird thing. Mm -hmm. So you go the opposite direction. Say you double something in length or size. And you do it again, and you do it again. You'd think you could get infinitely bigger. But what happens is you get to the same point where if you were to double it one more time, it would lose all locality, and it would be everywhere all at once. So it's kind of like yin and yang. It's kind of like they come around full circle and touch each other, infinitely small and infinitely big. If you're going to go back to your Christian Bible stuff... What does God call himself? Alpha and Omega. The beginning and the end. So infinitely small, infinitely large, there and everywhere go. at once. I know. I know. I, you so join us next time for yes. some cool... <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. It was fun talking about the Flat Earth. It was basically, if you've listened to our last episode, you know that we decided to do Flat Earth first because we were going to go to Hollow Earth first. Yeah. But we knew that we couldn't get out. some spelunking to do. Yeah, we couldn't get out because it's been cold, rainy, and snowy here in Idaho. Mm-hmm. Probably because Biden is smelling us too much. <laughs> but it, it hasn't been really nice here. And so we haven't been able to get out yet. But we're going to do that. And uh, But this episode, we want... With you know, we wanted to talk about the flat earth. Yeah, it's kind of a fun topic. It is. It's silly. It'd be cool. I really like the idea of us swimming on the back of a giant turtle through space. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty baller. Yeah. But that's silly. That is silly. <laughs> but anyway, I think we've talked this to death. Yeah. I think we're if we talk anymore, we're going to go flat. Yeah. We'll lose yeah. all our mm-hmm. substance. You know, I want to I want to say something. Okay. About flat things. I know... In life, in the world right now, with all the craziness and weirdness and frustration and uncertainties, it's easy to go a little flat in your zest for life. And I think we've kind of done that. So this is my metaphor. Okay. This is a metaphor of the giant metaphor. flat life. We don't want life to get to the point that we flatline. Because we'd be dead. We don't want to be dead. No. So I'm just saying, I don't want to live flat anymore. You want to be voluptuous. I want to be curvy. You want to be curvy. I want to be round. You're roundy round. I want to go round and round. Round and round. Yep. But I also know that the closest distance between two points 
is a straight line, mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be flat. So Maybe don't be flat. Through it. You could go through like the eye of a needle. You could bend it and then poke mm. it through. <laughs> anyway, we should stop talking. Yeah, we should stop talking. So join us next time. Yes. For some cold drinks and some strange conversation. Yes. You know who I am? Hmm. I'm Michael Flatley. Michael Flatley. I'm Austin Hollowbottom. You know who Michael Flatley is? No. Riverdance. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like your river dance was great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's really cool while you were Thank sitting you. down. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, taters. Taters. <laughs>